Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weibergen. No, it doesn't. Uh, and I'm here to defend to the world as uh, I mounted my original campaign uh, two weeks ago, or however long that last episode came out. It's been a while, hasn't it's it? It's been longer than two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Well, because we it recorded took a while it into this one, <laughs> and then it didn't. Yeah. It, so She Hulk is over. It's been over for a couple weeks now. I think. Two yeah. weeks. Um, you know, and when that episode, that final episode, I watched it, like, as soon as it came out, basically. Yes. Maybe a couple days later. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> and then two weeks proceeded to pass as we try to align our schedules. So that is exactly how I felt after episode eight, the, the okay. Daredevil episode, which I'm sure as yes. you probably were watching that and just like, oh, Kate is frothing at the mouth during all of this nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty much my thought because I was like, I don't care about <laughs> Daredevil per se. <laughs> oh, man, I loved that. Uh, I really, really, really liked the show a lot. I think it stuck the landing, which is what I was concerned it wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Um, the last, I'd say at the, at the outset, I think that... The when we recorded the last episode, yes, I was probably at my like that was the worst time in terms of taking a temperature. Yes, like if we if we'd record an episode after episode three, I would yeah. been like pretty yeah. good, pretty hot. But a- episode six was definitely, or I mean, I think t- five. It's the middle three, honestly. Like the middle three just don't. I like four fine, but yeah. five and six just definitely dip. And Miss Marvel and Moon Knight both have that problem as well. Which is, it's funny because this one's a nine episode show. So it yeah. felt like, you know, this one should have been six and maybe that one should have been four. I don't know. Well, I mean, then they're half an hour. It's still the same yeah. amount of yeah, time roughly because those are hour long shows uh, or 45 minutes. Uh, but I really, really liked this. Uh, today we're going to talk shop about She-Hulk, uh, hopefully Werewolf by Night, assuming you watched it. I did. Okay, fantastic. Excited to discuss that. And maybe the Ant-Man trailer, if there's time. So I haven't seen that. Okay. Well, you did discuss potentially watching it on air. Maybe yeah. if there's time at the end, we might do that. Even though, again, it's just goodbye Yellow Brick Road and a whole bunch of crazy visual stuff happening. Yeah. So there won't be much to listen to. Um, well, I, uh, woke up with a bit of a cold, so I took some cold medicine. Uh, I have a sore throat, but I'm feeling a little loopy thanks to the medicine. So I hope this is going to be a really, uh, we haven't had a high energy up in a while and I'm feeling, uh, feeling pretty wacky right now. So we're going to see if that sticks. I'll go take some drugs too. Okay. (laughs) You take some, some cold medicine as well. Um, that lean. Yeah. Or some uh, heroin. Maybe you got heroin. I think that could really spice up the pod. Hmm. Let me go check. <laughs> <laughs> the heroin cabinet. What I have in my cabinets. <laughs> uh, so it's been a month since we did this last. Is that correct? Maybe. Something like that. <laughs> Something along those lines. What have you been up to? Law stuff? Yeah, just super busy. I'm, uh, I, I spend my days alternating between reading like 30 pages of corporate finance Oof. law, and then I go do some federal income tax. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, for fun, I read jurisprudence, <laughs> which is like legal scholarship to spice it up for fun. 
Not actually for fun. It's also <laughs> a class. When do you have time to have fun? I don't for the most part. The, the fun thing that I'm doing right now is, do you even know the game Splatoon? No. It's a Nintendo shooter okay. where you're a squid <laughs> and you shoot guns and the guns shoot ink. Okay. Kind of like paintball or something. Yeah. But then the ink stays on the ground and you can swim through it. So you have like bonus move speed. And of course, like, you know, people can't see you because you're underwater. Yes. Okay. And that's Splatoon. It's like a competitive shooter, (laughs) except for if it was made by Nintendo. Oh, man. That's that sounds so Nintendo. (laughs) Oh, it is. It's it's like as Nintendo as it possibly could be. And it has motion controls. Oh, which is actually really nice because I I, this is so not marvel podcast but whatever <laughs> the fans uh, know what to expect from you yeah yeah i uh you know came from playing like pc shooters where you get a mouse you have a lot of control i've always been bad at like con- console shooters where i have to use a joystick it seems so slow yeah but this i think is actually a really good uh like medium between them because you get the benefits of just being able to sit on your couch and lean back but the motion controls are actually really precise interesting it feels very good to aim and like basically you you move around the world just as you would normally with dual sticks it's just like that final refinement like as you're putting your cart like a crosshair over someone yeah. you just like tweak it a little bit either direction with the motion controls is this a popular like a lot of people playing this online or is it you and four uh, other dudes it's very popular in japan oh and that- it is moderately popular in america but it feels like mostly with gen z Oh. I, I, it, I feel very much like hello fellow kids yeah well also japanese people in general just inherently better at video games like yes. it seems no, like no, it's ingrained in their culture if i'm in a lobby and there's like three japanese names i'm like yeah. oh well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i'm not gonna get it this off squid this kid is about to get splatted <laughs> that's what they call instead of kills you get splatted oh god that's very nintendo yeah uh i have I guess my video game playing has been pretty like I've just been playing the free game of the month. You know how like the good titles come out in the fall. So there's like a dead period of time between like summer and fall. God of war is about to come out. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing. I SpongeBob battle for bikini bottom. Do you remember I that? I played game? that on switch. Recently. Okay. Like I played the remaster. Yeah. So I, that was the very first PS two game I ever got. And so I was 10 or 11 when I got it and it was the free game of the month for PlayStation plus members. So I was like, I'll give this a shot. And boy, was that a blast from the past? Yeah, no, I beat, I I didn't get every spatula, but I got, well, that's the platinum trophy and you know how I am with platinum trophies. So you better believe I'll say I was going to do that. That was my plan for most of it. Cause for the first most like 90 percent of the game i was like every level getting every special this is great yeah and then the last like there's one where you're just in the kelp forest yeah it appears in like one episode yeah and i'm like i don't have any attachment to this place like this isn't fun like like a lot of them you're like oh look i'm at this place yeah that's from the show but that one's like i don't care oh that's not my problem my problem it just it seems to get harder as it goes on uh, like the dream world that one's pretty crazy the dream world's cool well yeah why would you be attached to the dream world and not kelp forest i don't think the dream world's in any of the episodes yeah right? it is it's in an early like one of the season one episodes like season one episode five or something spongebob goes and visits other people's dreams i vague 
yeah, I remember Kelp Force more than I remember the Dream World episode, whatever that yeah. may be. Well, and also I just think that it's that one is a little bit more creative in terms of the design of everything. Like the Kelp Force is a little samey. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, very, <laughs> I very like it. We, we got to do a little dive into <laughs> yeah, in battle the, for the video bottom. games we're playing. I mean, I'm always playing rock band, uh, as yeah. people know. Um, but yeah, video game wise, I know the new Batman Arkham game came out, which I'm stoked for. There's a new Digimon game that I'm dying to get my hands oh. on. Um, digital monster well there's a new pokemon game coming out i guess since you mentioned digimon i'd be remiss not to mention that there's a pokemon you do game like pokemon. November. you are the pokemon guy and i'm the digimon guy and that's always been our dynamic <laughs> <laughs> uh one last note about battle for bikini bottom just because i think it's pretty wild okay i there's thought we were going back to the squid game i know so this is better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they, people speed run that game like the original yeah Quest, it's version very very they, speed run um yeah, like the way it's set up, it's kind of like yeah. Mario 64, yes, which is another 100%. speedrun game. But um, there was a time where the fastest strategy in that game was mm-hmm. to rub ketchup or something on the disc in certain spots because that would allow you, like it would cause the game to lag in a way that would let you pull off a glitch that would save you a bunch of time. Ketchup. Yeah, or just Who other gunk. discovered that? So there, I think really how it happened is there was one guy who just his disc was gross because he was a gross person. Oh. But he, he was able to perform this trick no one else was able to perform. And then they were like trying to figure it out and somehow came to the conclusion that it's this gross guy. <laughs> his disc they, must be dirty. He looks dirty. <laughs> I, I don't know. They just didn't take care of his stuff. Somehow they found out about it. Became That a seems thing. like an insane thing to discover, like yeah. just through the internet, like forums and stuff. Because this game, well, I guess the speedruns are happening more recently. Like they're not. Yeah, this was like a, a few years ago. There's actually an interesting <laughs> scene on YouTube of kind of uh, speedrunning documentaries, like just made okay. by fans. Yeah. Where they'll, they'll track the history of world records in various video games. Everyone wants to make their own King of Kong these days. Yeah. I mean, this, so there's a, the most notable one is a, a channel called Summoning Salt. Mm-hmm. And he basically does that for, you know. All uh, of the games. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any of his most prominent ones. He has a lot on Punch-Out!, Okay. That NES game. Yeah, I have heard. I have never played. Yeah. Um, highly recommended. Summoning Salt. Check them out. Summoning Salt. Okay. That's uh, Jordan's review. Do you want to do a Law Corner or do you... Nah, uh, Law's wanna, boring. Law's boring. Marvel's <laughs> fun. Fair enough. Um, I guess I could. we could uh, talk a little movies. It's been a while. I work in a movie theater, so I've clearly seen a lot of movies. I imagine and you I've have seen, seen none. equally, if not more, movies than I <laughs> I uh, I, I'm gonna. As you talk, I'm gonna be thinking if I've seen even a single film. Okay, I'm trying to remember the last time we recorded. Uh, so, all right, actually, so I'm gonna go on our podcast app, and I'm gonna walk everyone through this so they're not bored while I'm talking. I am looking at the She-Hulk episode, episode 108. We are in the eighth episode of our Eminence Front era. You can play the song now. Uh, I definitely played at the beginning. I've got that down. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that was released on October 3rd, and we recorded it September, I want to say 1st, but I know it was not that long ago. <laughs> no, it just it was like, it it was like a, two and a half weeks. It took a while to drop. Um, so, 
I oh okay. I'm so the last we talked, I had just watched Shame, which I was very high on. Um, but I, just to say, because I watch a lot of movies, so I'm just going to stick to the ones that are in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Woman King I watched. Did we talk about that at all last time? This is around the time when I yeah I think you, you told me that it was good and I was kind of surprised to hear it. Yes, because the trailer looked bad. Yes, and the movie ended up being good. Uh, all right, so I'm going to skip ahead a week or so. I watched in the theater. It's also been a weird. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but studios. This has been the biggest box office drought aside from COVID in maybe five to 10 years. Like it's been crazy because last year you have the studio, all the studios are like, we're going to wait to release these movies because tenant didn't do so well. So we need to wait like a couple years for the box office to come, come around. And then James Bond does well. And they're like, all right, full, full flags ahead. Let's go. Let's release these movies. And all of these movies come out, uh, Leading up to, I think, Nope is the last. The Jordan Peele movie is the mm-hmm. last big blockbuster to kind of come out. Bullet Train does okay, um, but not great. And between now and then, it was just insane how... Like, there's no heavy hitters. There's no yeah. box office draw. Black Adam is like our first blockbuster movie. We just got that. Um, which I will talk about at the end of my, my spiel talking about movies smile. Are you familiar with this? See, I kind of wanted the to go see film. this one just cause it looked kind of like schlocky horror and it seemed like yes. a good Halloween flick. Yes. And it is made over a hundred million dollars at this mm-hmm. point, which for a budget of 17 million is insane. And that's pretty and, good ROI. Yeah. And the studio was not expecting it to do this well, but the fact that there has been nothing in theaters, uh, makes them, be like, oh, this is uh, this is a winner. We clearly won September. If anything, if they saved any movie for September, if you put Thor: Love and Thunder in September, would have everyone would have seen it. Like, mm-hmm. I know that would have been weird, but last year you had Shang Chi come out in September, uh, which was very big, um, and that took the box office. And it just seems like a no-brainer. There's nothing competing with you in September. Uh, Six Sense and Signs also were August releases. Guardians of the Galaxy was an audience release, or August release. Uh, and all these movies just like run the table for weeks. And I know it's less money than if it's released in the summer, but you're out for a longer period of time getting more exposure. I feel like it does kind of add up and maybe in some cases make more money. Um, my review of Smile, it is solid. It is the same exact movie as It Follows, but it's watered down for mainstream audiences. <laughs> um, Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie uh, documentary, was spectacular. You have to see it on the biggest screen possible. Uh, yeah. It is a visual and audio feast. Um, what it, was it, it called again? It's called Moon Age Daydream. I haven't even heard of it. Oh, it's it's a David Bowie documentary. It's really kind of it feels like you should be watching it in a planetarium like it doesn't feel like a narrative movie it's just kind of his songs all oh. bleeding into each other kind of like the oh, Beatles. okay love. i did see this i did see this um poster yes like in front of a movie theater Good poster or i just didn't yeah no it's nice i think you would really really enjoy it i highly recommend it no it sounds up my alley 
Um, and I watched it with my friends. I just got, we found an empty theater and I was like, Hey, let's watch the new David Bowie thing. We all go in there and it's me and my buddy, Jimmy, who were the original guests and Jimmy invited three people, three other people to watch the movie with us. And they were all like, we have to work at 8am. It's 10pm. Once we watch, like, we can't watch a two hour movie. We're never going to be able to wake up on time and it's going to, tomorrow's going to suck. So all of them are like, we're going to watch 15 minutes of this movie and then leave. All of us stayed for the entirety of the movie because they could not get up. Like they were just so it was hypnotizing. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, Samsara or Baraka? Have we talked about those on this? No. They're they're just they're just these films. They have no narrative. It's it's almost just like a string of B-roll put together in like a deliberate way. It like takes you from kind of like place to place and just into interesting scenes and stuff. Um, that's definitely what this is. It's hard to, yeah. And it's got like kind of more of like an ambient, like a sound, like occasionally it will just be like, you know, in camera audio. Yeah. But sometimes it'll be like, you know, score that's building up to something and it'll like kind of juxtapose shots that is evocative of some sort of idea without explicitly saying it. Okay. Yeah. There's definitely some of that in this. Um, but the same time, like there's a really great, Never before released um, live recording of him playing "Love Me Do," oh, that's which was really really cool and unexpected. Um, uh, we watched Werewolf by Night, which we will discuss shortly. I watched Bros, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the rom com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't do so well in the box. It was kind of weird to see that come out because it's Nicholas Stoller, the director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Um, and I was like, this is going to be really dope. I think it's going to be a box office hit. And Smile absolutely crushed it, which I did not see coming at all. Yeah, I feel like um, the theater rom-com is mm-hmm. gone. I don't... It just feels like a rom-com is something you can watch at home with no loss of kind of fidelity it seems like the theater's turning more into an event kind of yeah that is true at which marvel movies are events um Mm -hmm. mission impossibles your uh i almost called fast and furious grand theft auto (laughs) um (laughs) that's not what it is um i was also i mean september again is like you should release so many movies in september because there's no competition so i really thought bros would thrive it's also like the beginning of the movie, the pitches of the movie is um, Billy Eichner is talking to a studio exec about some project he's doing within the movie, but it's clearly like reflecting his process to making this movie. And the producer's like, I want you to make a gay rom-com for the masses. I want you to make Forgetting Sarah Marshall that everyone will like. And I went in and I really liked it. I thought it was fun. But then watching it through my... um you know, conservative family members eyes, I could be like, Oh, they're not, this is not going to jive with them at all. Mm-hmm. And there are several Americans, uh, unfortunately who, uh, would not at all tolerate this movie or pay money to see it. Um, but I, I thought it was very funny. Uh, it was just a very good romantic story. And, uh, yeah, I just, I laughed a lot. I wish it did a little better. Um, but yeah, that I recommend it is yeah. is my pitch. Yeah, well, movie. and my the problem for them though is I, it's a movie, and I'm like, oh, I totally watched that once it's on streaming, which yeah. I don't know if it is yet, but once it, it is, is 
I'll be it like, still I'll in go see it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll not go see it. I will see it staying where I am. Uh, maybe it's, you know, because I get to watch all these movies for free on the big screen, but there's really no comparison between watching something at home um, and watching something on the big screen. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different thing when it's just like, because you, you, you go to a theater regularly, so it's not yes. an additional step for you to go to a theater. That is you true. You just, like, stay after work. How close is your go-to movie theater? Um, 15, 20 minutes. Okay, that's and not bad. And the art theater is maybe 25 minutes, but it's also parking's kind of a pain because it's downtown. So that's yeah. the one I'd probably most like to see stuff at, but it's also the one with the highest barrier to me going to see stuff. So. <laughs> to end up in. Though at the same time, like it's close. Like I could walk to it from where I go to school, yeah. but I'd have to like stay on campus long enough to go to a movie after. But by that time, I'm probably tired and hungry. So, <laughs> Wow, a lot of obstacles preventing you from watching movies. I know. When it has never I been a more accessible facet of my life. It's a, uh, I feel like when I was in college and yeah. uh, in high school, and we had Grafton. I, I always wanted to be like, I wanted to see interesting movies that challenged me a little bit. Like yeah. I just had enough free headspace. Yes. That it's like, oh, you know, give me something to chew on a little bit. Yeah. And sure. now my head's chewing all day. I want <laughs> you to give me baby food to my brain. Oh, man. <laughs> my, 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 my brain has no teeth. <laughs> See, because now our brains, have, that's interesting that our brains have kind of switched because I, at the start of this podcast, there's records of us, uh, me being like, that was so cool when Iron Man did the thing. And you're just like, I, he did X, Y, and Z, and that was so dumb, and I can't stop thinking <laughs> about it. And I was like, why don't you just turn off your brain? He's like, I, and you're, you're just, I, this is not me working hard. My brain is just doing this. Yeah. So, now, and, now I need to, I need to go watch Age of Ultron again and just be like, <laughs> you might love it. <laughs> Look at the action figures doing a smash. <laughs> <laughs> what if, actually, that would be really good for Thanksgiving. I assume Thanksgiving is going to come up around the time when you're hitting the climax of your semester work-wise. Yeah, that'll be... Who knows so, how we're going to work that one in? <laughs> well, I mean, I assume you get time off for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also got to travel. It's a whole thing. But it'll it's be a fine. whole. Well, hey, you know, I mean, my setup is a lot easier to travel with now because of this portable recorder that is no one listening to this podcast cares about, but will make recording <laughs> easier on the road. <laughs> I think that I think it'll be easier to pull off uh, the one. Um, disadvantage to having my dream fulfilled of running a movie theater is uh it's open every day of the year so i don't get proper holidays <laughs> like as yeah. i would so you might have four days off for break um for thanksgiving i am here for all of them <laughs> yeah that's a little tough so uh we'll we'll, we'll work something out for thanksgiving it would be weird well, the other thing about Thanksgiving is we can literally do it whenever and release it around Thanksgiving. That's true. So as long as we as long as we don't talk too much about the uh, surrounding circumstances. That's true. We don't want to talk about the Cloverfield monster that attacked the Capitol. Yeah, that'd be funny if something really noteworthy happens between now and then. <laughs> and we just weren't talking about it. Like Robert Downey Jr. marries Chris Evans and like we just don't <laughs> mention it. And everyone would be like, how are they not talking about this? This it is such like a big deal. something they would bring up. <laughs> yeah. That is true. I mean, uh, similarly in the Lost Musical episode, 
um, episodes, I should say, uh, when we recorded a full Marvel <laughs> musical and the fans keep demanding that we bring it back, uh, okay. which may or may not happen one day. Um, we I'm, do I'm trying to think of a circumstance that would prompt me to go through the trouble of like editing those and putting them together. Well, I think we just re-record it. We just practice the musical. I get we would have to be in person for this. Uh, that would be the easiest way. And we just release a 30-minute episode of us just... It's a concert, basically. We're just playing the song start to yeah. finish with maybe a couple, uh, um, you know, very small uh, banter bits in between. Well, this thing's got four inputs, so we could both have a guitar in and a mic in. Okay. And then you we have just a practice bass. this thing. All right. I think we owe it to the fans. I know we've been saying this for years, but we should, yeah. at some point, we should make this happen. Maybe for your 30th birthday. Wouldn't that be a treat? I drive down to surprise you and we record a Marvel <laughs> musical. Wherever I'm living at that point. Yes. Well, do you have plans to leave uh, Atlanta? Athens and probably. Okay. But it is it remains to be seen at this moment. But maybe there will be news on that front by Thanksgiving. <laughs> OK, well, we uh, look forward to hearing from you. Maybe you'll be uh, closer to uh, to Charlottesville and we will get to watch more movies together. It is definitely unlikely that I'll be further. <laughs> OK, I like almost that. any move that I'm considering or that we are considering me and Ellie mm -hmm. is your fiance. North yes. Yeah. <laughs> Northish. Okay. From is this Athens? Why is this a uh, tying into wedding corner? What is your plans after your your marriage? You presumably move in together. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you where you where are you looking? So right now she's applying to a job in Knoxville currently. So okay. I don't it's, know how far that is from Charlottesville, but it's got to be closer than Athens is. I think it's like eight hours. Really. I, I guess think. it's just eight hours in a from a I different think, direction. Yeah, it's, it's just everywhere else. Everywhere is eight hours from Charlottesville. Knoxville is oh no five and a half. Five and a half. That's easy. Yeah, that's an easy drive. You start your drive at six a.m. You get there before lunch, <laughs> <laughs> and we could meet halfway through or halfway in Bristol or something or yeah, Roanoke or in no Roanoke is out of your way. <laughs> I have no idea where things are. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I'm looking at a map. <laughs> exactly. I just put it in the GPS. Uh, Bristol is much closer to what you're trying to attain. Okay. Well, I was Bristol, a bad guess. what a weird city. Well, it's got, uh, it's got half on either side of the border. Yeah. That's why it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one half that. is nicer than the other. And I want to say the Tennessee half is nicer. Um, so, uh, Knoxville is one of them. What is the other? That's the that's the primary one. That's the lead. The lead. That's the kind of goal one because it puts me because you know my sister lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of in between Chattanooga, where our families are, and my sister in Lexington. Okay, well that would be convenient for your families. Yes, <clears throat> and I wouldn't have to drive through Atlanta, which is my nemesis. <laughs> the entire city of Atlanta. The traffic. Um, yeah. And maybe you'll be closer to a movie theater and there won't be parking involved. Uh, yeah, maybe I can Maybe I castle. can live in a movie theater. Like, you know, like an apartment above. That's basically what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do pretty much spend every day of the week there, which is... Like the again, Phantom of the Opera. The dream. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. Um, <clears throat> so that was Jordan's wedding corner. Oh, how, have you picked flowers? What's going on with the wedding? I'd say one wedding thing. <laughs> No decisions. We've been trying to, we, we've just started to trying to find a band. Oh, and okay. I'm also simultaneously being like, Ooh, it'd be so cool if we could just like use your drum set and, <laughs> <laughs> and then just play. Yeah. 
I, I've, why would they not be cool with that? You're paying them like ten thousand dollars. You know, I, I can't see why not. And I'm also yeah. like, you know, I can show them footage of us playing. At oh, least yeah. me and Nick. To we're be like, really good. Well, well, at the very least, we're not like maniacs. They're, we're not like trying to get up there and be like. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we do throw the instruments off the stage, all of them. Yeah, with Jimi Hendrix every time, but yeah, that doesn't mean time. they need but to be that, jerks about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know why they'd have to be prudes about that. Yeah, <clears throat> that is, uh, yeah that just makes sense that's common sense um so you can practice the law wherever you're not really confined to any specific area i mean i have to pass the bar somewhere but that's why we're trying to find out ah so yes you should pass the bar in the place you want to live per more set it would be it would be handy (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i'm a pretty good test taker i'm not sweating the bar too much i mean it's going to be very difficult but like yeah it's kind Um, of in my wheelhouse Speaking of which, I just, this is kind of opposite or similar to a bar exam. Oh, also, this will be funny to cut back to when I fail the bar for the first time (laughs) and have to retake it. It's like me confidently being like, no sweat. I, oh, it's, I'm sure it's, hey, um, not Jordan Belfort. That's Leo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street. Frank Abagnale Jr. in Catch Me If You Can. He passed the bar exam. He wasn't even a lawyer. That's true. So if he can do it, you can do it. He seemed pretty clever, though. Oh, he's very smart. Would you do any of the things he did? Uh, no, I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> they they all require lots of like pure social skills and confidence. A lot I can't, of confidence. I can't even bluff my way through, uh, you know, anything. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to think of some low stakes situation, but none none. A had poker game stakes. would yeah. have been good. Uh, I can't even bluff my way through a poker game. Yeah. Um. Speaking of tests, uh, I hung out with friend of the show, Joey Bunn, this weekend. He just moved. I got a new house in Warrington, which is our uh, childhood town. I uh, got to visit him. Pretty cool location. And a uh, person who's not been on the show, but we both know, uh, wildcard Paul Doherty was there. <clears throat> and Paul missed my 30th birthday brewery crawl. Uh, <clears throat> arguably the best day of the year for everyone involved. Um, and he was taking his plumbing master's exam, so he could not attend. And it is what he described a seven hour exam. And it is three parts. There's a four hour part, a two hour part and a one hour part. And he got a 74, sorry, it was a 74.6 and you need a 75 to pass. And he They did not round up, so he had to take the four-hour segment again, and he missed my birthday in vain. Wow. Um, And he was just regaling us with that story. He has since taken it and passed it, but I told him you should have just taken it the second time and got everything right. He was like, yeah, well, you know, hindsight's 20-20. So he's a master plumber now. He's a master plumber. So do you yeah, have to call masters. him by that when you see him? Like he asks us to, but we do not. Okay. Maybe just like MP. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I just, yeah, I, we just make up some horrible nickname for him and call him that all weekend. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is a great time to talk about black Adam, the yes. new DC film. Uh, were any out. of, were any of the rocks brands in it? Did he drink his tequila or his energy drink as Black Adam? No, he did not do any of those. That's crazy. He loves promoting those. I know, but but he's been doing that on... Have you seen, like, his hype videos for this movie? I I saw some via, like, a YouTube compilation making fun of him. Yes. So he has been 
for weeks he's just working out and he's drinking his products and stuff and showing them off and he just keeps talking about the movie he's like the hierarchy is about to change and we that is an inside joke around the theater staff like nobody's business like anytime <laughs> something is at all slightly askew like we say the hierarchy is changing yeah um which is a really fun bit uh, this movie very much, as you've mentioned on this podcast several times, uh, DC's problem is all of their superheroes are gods. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard to tell. The Flash, a guy who runs really fast, can run so fast he can break time, which is a very godlike power. Yeah, it's um, basically an Infinity Stone power. Yes, which obviously we had to work up to in Marvel quite a bit to get to. Um, so, uh, Black Adam... You can tell all of these DC movies that they have made post-Avengers is them trying to do an ensemble Avengers movie uh, without anybody in the movie having a backstory. So there's mm -hmm. Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. He does a very good job as Dr. Fate. Um, but all these other people are all these other characters there's just they're telling you who they are because they don't have their own movie. There's no Thor one to explain who Thor is. They're using over exposition like they're just throwing in unnecessary well it's necessary to the context of the movie but or, or to the context of the universe but to the movie it's just like why are you telling me your backstory right now like mid-fight yeah. like they'll just be doing science experiments or whatever and like by the way i was tortured by a professor when i was 19 and that's the why i am the way i am <laughs> anyway here's just, an elbow yeah Ooh. uh it's, it's frustrating to watch it's it felt like a really really good it is a well-made movie for like Again, 2012. Like, it would have killed if it came out then. But mm -hmm. they are so far behind Marvel, it is crazy. So is um, the hierarchy not changed? No, because he... Well, Superman shows up at the end in a cameo. Your favorite Henry Cavill from the hit film Man of Steel, which you uh, saw in Grafton when I was uh, running that theater, and you described it as a movie that gave you a headache. Yeah. <laughs> um... So he's back, um, which is the first time they've confirmed he's back since they filmed the Justice League in 2017 or whatever. That got released in 2017. And then they fixed the Justice League and released the better version of the Justice League in 2021. Um, but now he's back. He is hanging out with Black Adam. Uh, basically, the hierarchy didn't change because all their powers are the same. It's not like a Thanos type shows up and they're like, oh boy, shit's crazy yeah. that guy looks really strong it's just like black adam is just superman except he has lightning powers um mm. also superman you know his power is he gets power from the sun so he can just fly black adam into the sun and kind of win that it seems yeah man these heroes like my, yeah. sometimes my care about marvel heroes is tenuous but DC heroes is like I don't even know how to start to care about them. <laughs> like I, I feel like an interesting way for them to start like a movie would just be like kill Superman. That seems fun. Like really shake people. Like oh my god, you see in the new movie they killed Superman. But, well, they did that at the end of Batman versus Superman, but then he totally came back to life. Yeah, so they just do it like real. Like oh, cut really his head kill off, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> that's that seems so. You want the equivalent to Thanos beating the shit out of the Hulk at the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah, but with Except Superman. He didn't really kill. Yeah, okay. You want Superman to just get... I will say DC's like animated projects are really good. Like, because there is stuff like that. 
um, I think it's it's Brainiac or Apocalypse. Someone shows up, and the whole premise is the Justice League immediately the first five minutes uh, is wiped out, and he tattoos Kryptonite into Superman's skin, um, so he can never use pa- he can't use his powers, and he's just for the remaining humans who are like slaves to Apocalypse on this new planet he has made uh, is just like this beacon of like, don't try anything. Like I made Superman, my bitch kind of deal. Hmm. Um, so that sounds like what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, is, that uh, is a pretty good cartoon. Uh, oh God. I, I've lost my train of thought is terrible podcast material. <laughs> well, you move uh, on. Prob- <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so that's my review of Black Adam. Uh, you should still watch the Batman because you have taken a long time to do so. Yep. Still uh, have not that done is it. that is very good, uh, and that is not connected to the DC universe, which is in shambles as of this recording. I guess it's better than it was, but it's still not good. Uh, so should we talk about a successful cinematic universe? By that you mean Marvel? Yes. <laughs> sure. No, I mean. P.T. Anderson's whatever let's, shared let's, universe. Let's start with the um, the movie one. Okay, Werewolf by Night, the movie one. It's called a Marvel special presentation. So it had B.B. Glazer in it. That's point number one. Oh, that's who that was. Oh, yeah. I kept looking at her. I'm like, who is this? I recognize the her. And then show I totally Frazier, forgot. There's B.B. Oh, Glazer. B.B. Glazer. Frazier's I agent. knew I recognized her. Oh, man. She was also in oh. Memento. Is that right? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Memento, but maybe, um, Steven Toblowski's in that, right? I want to say the who? two of them are somehow in Memento. Maybe it's a very nineties movie and Frasier was a very nineties show. So I'm going to, I'm going to verify possible. this as you talk about, uh, what you thought about. Okay. Werewolf by Wolf. night. I enjoyed, um, I will do my rating now. Uh, and I'm going to give it, um, oh, I should pull up the spreadsheet. This is terrible podcasting. <laughs> um, I will give it, I gave it three and a half out of five, but the problem is always doing this goddamn conversion <laughs> to our scale that we created to be funny. Well, there were um, six adventures at the time. How could we possibly have known there'd be, be more There'd later? be more. Well, that would be crazy. Imagine if we were trying to rank stuff out of, 37 70 (laughs) avengers like that would be an ordeal um okay re-rank pulling it up i'm gonna give this i think a four um four out of six avengers my avengers at the table are man thing who is the snuffleupagus looking guy um and i will also let's see uh, Doctor Strange Blade should be there because I feel like he's going to interact with them and Moon Knight um, so we're going to be adding two things to the spreadsheet today we have She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night um, of which we are about to discuss uh, Werewolf by Night I'm going to give oh, I gave Miss Marvel a 4 I gave Thor 11 Thunder a 4 out of 6 oh no that's you I gave Miss Marvel four and a half, and I gave Thor: Love and Thunder four point eight three. Interesting. All right, so I'm going to put this at a four. Um. Okay. So, are you still looking up the Memento thing? 
Oh yeah, I was right. They they're both in it. Oh, okay. Stephen Toblowski and the woman who plays Who's Toblowski in Frasier? Oh, he's no one in Frasier. Uh, he's Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. They were just two odd actors to have been in such a serious movie, which is and, and they're in Memento. They're a married couple, which is why I thought oh, okay. of him. Okay, interesting. Well, glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is like one of the most scattered energy episodes of the podcast we've ever done. Well, the worst is Spider-Man: Far From Home, when you spent forty minutes looking up this Christmas story, kid, and I was just and talking I got to myself. It right. of, about spider-man no way home we're far from home oh man um all right so werewolf by night here's my elevator pitch i liked it i like that it's different however people fucking love this thing and it is for the better because they have now said they're going to do so many more marvel special presentations um so for stuff like x-men they're talking about before doing an x-men movie they're going to do one of these hour-long things about each character uh, which I think is a really, really good idea. Um, they're also the next one is the Guardians Christmas special, obviously. Um, so we're going to do that. That can probably tie into our Christmas episode. Um, I imagine since it's coming out at the exact same time. I mean, it sounds like a pretty fun. I hope they kind of. I mean, surely they're going to take shots at the Star Wars Christmas probably. special because they're owned. They're, they're kind owned of by the modern Star Wars. There's a rumor that it is a musical. So it'll be like a whole bunch of Christmas songs, like uh, I imagine, like Little Saint Nick or uh, that Kinks Christmas song. That feels kind of filler. It's like they didn't have enough story. They're like, we'll have them sing some songs. I I don't know if that's true. That's just a rumor. Yeah, um, that could be totally made up. Um, okay, so Werewolf by Night. Everyone is saying it's the best Marvel thing in a long time, like in in, in Phase Four, and I strongly disagree with that. Yeah, I also uh, don't agree with that, but I, it's, I I don't I liked it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's unique. It's a cool thing. Uh, but where it stacks up in my ranking, I think was like thirty two out of thirty. All right, so there are thirty seven things now. I don't want to get this wrong. Um, Werewolf by Night is number 30 out of 37 in my overall ranking. It is behind Avengers Age of Ultron, which you'd probably disagree with. Uh, and it is in front of Thor The Dark World. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it like a four out of six. Okay. Uh, um, but I, so so we agree. there's a lot of stuff that I did like about it. Like it, there's the art was interesting. The, um, the color grade, like I like the kind of old styleness. The only thing I didn't like is that I felt like they start, they, the further it got in, the more they compromised that old aesthetic. Like uh, it definitely turned into more of a Marvel fight. It, it just got glossier and glossier. And I, I wish they'd stuck to some slower kind of camera moves. I felt like the, those early setup shots, they were trying to do that old Hollywood thing. And then they just started to do the dynamic Marvel camera moving all yeah. around thing. And it's like, that doesn't feel old because they couldn't have possibly done it. And you don't have to stick strictly to only the techniques that they could have done back then. But I do think there's it adds something that kind of like, like that old timey throwback helps suspend disbelief in a different way kind of like you got from wandavision those early episodes like that juxtaposition <laughs> sure. of the superheroiness of it with the old-timey style adds something and i felt yeah. like they, they kind of only halfway did that 
Um, this might be where we disagree because I like how they introduce the aesthetic and then they immediately do some Marvel fight stuff. <laughs> and I really like that. Yeah. Um, and I like they they made it really bloody and it's black and white. So you can't you can get away with anything like they decapitate a guy yeah. like it's pretty nuts. And it's something that you would not get away with in a conventional Marvel thing. Do you want to go beat by beat or do you just want to talk about generally? Because we have a lot to kind of get to. I know. She-Hulk, I want to do more kind of beat by beat. All right. So for um, this, I, a couple other notes I had was yeah. I did actually, I did not like the werewolf look. By night? <laughs> like, I, oh. I, I liked his character. I thought his character was very cool. But the yeah. reveal of the costume, again, it was in a weird middle ground where it felt like they were trying to make it look a little practical. But, yes, but, very practical. But almost, I don't know if it's too practical, but like, I don't know. I just didn't think it looked good. Like, I, I think you could have gone with either something more kind of costumey yes. or more CGI. But yes. where it was just looked kind of bad. I saw it. Well, yeah, I saw it and I was just like, if he was to show up in Moon Knight, he would look insane. Like, that just looks like a crazy costume. And I get they're doing it to make it more aesthetically pleasing to the older, like, But it's even a 40s then, like, there's movie. older costumes in old movies that looked better than that one did. Like, I don't even think it's, like, a, a matter of it looked old so it looked bad. It just looked bad. Like, uh. just the design itself wasn't good. Like, what they sketched out as concept art probably didn't look that good if it looked like this. Uh, I think he looked like a werewolf, but he looked like... But there I think are cooler looked, werewolves. <laughs> I guess, but like who? What's a cooler werewolf in a movie? Uh, I mean, I think even those like... Uh, like the old universal wolfman kind of stuff. Uh, he looked about the same to me. It looked very similar to the the universal wolfman. Yeah. I, in any yeah, case, they uh, could have they could have added CGI or something to make it better. I'm sure there was some CGI involved, but still, like I, I don't oh, know. for sure, it's just in terms of design, I did not, I was not impressed by it. Uh, I mean, it, I think it fit within the confines of this thing, but I'm always thinking about the greater universe. Um, and you know me, I love the cameos, I love the crossovers, and there was not really anything aside from the intro. Is like, by the way, the Avengers still exist here but we're not going to talk about them for the duration of this short. And they have the little picture of the, the original six adventures of which we based our ranking system on. What is this character's name? Uh, I guess, I mean, werewolf by night is the comic. Uh, so the monster thing he's protecting is man thing. And he is like, uh, Marvel's swamp thing. If you remember the DC. Yeah, I uh, like that guy. Yeah. Man thing looked good. So Werewolf by Night, I just looked it up, the like the comic. I wish yes. that he'd looked more like this. I don't think they captured this very well at all. Well, it's black and white. Maybe you just couldn't pick up on uh, what it looked like because you couldn't see color. Yeah. Well, if you look at the comic book art, I, I think they should have gone with something I'm like looking, that. Oh, it's Jack Russell. Is that what you're looking up? I, well, I just looked up the like the Werewolf by Night, and then it came up with a bunch of comic book covers. Oh, I see. Okay, yep, here we are. Um, so that's very Wolfman. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty much what it looked like to me, this Wikipedia picture. That's kind of where I, I, think, where I, I see I don't know. That. It looked a little clunkier in Definitely my clunky, perception. But it's a 40s but, monster you know. movie. Um, 
So really my only qualm with this is that everyone says it's like the best thing Marvel's done in a long time, and I highly disagree because I think Marvel has done a lot of great things as of late. Uh, because they're Marvel and they can do no wrong. Um, no, I'm looking really at a picture of his costume now. It is... Uh. Hold on. All right. Werewolf by Night costume. Like the fact that um, he's got this normal hair going on? I don't know. Like, just give him a well, whole mask, like a face mask. Uh, they just gave him, like, big eyebrows and some, like, teeth. Like some, you know, like teeth yeah. that you'd get out of a vending I machine. I wonder, <laughs> do you think they like workshopped some other suits and it just didn't look good on camera or something? I don't know. Like maybe they didn't want to do too much to the face because that would have ruined their retro aesthetic. But it's like you've already moved away from your retro aesthetic with the camera moves and so many of the other things that are happening. It, it yeah. just it feels like a weird time to comply with the restriction if you're going to throw it out at other times. That is interesting why they didn't do anything to the face. I don't know. I didn't really notice it because, again, there's not like a proper shot. Looking at these Google images, there's never like you never see him face on. It's just kind of he's doing well, the, stuff. He's moving around. The a article lot. that I'm looking at has this one head on shot that uh, I'll send it to you in the chat. Oh, there we go. It is in the oh redirect notice. Uh, don't log off the call. I didn't, did I? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I think that looks cool. That's a cool image you sent me, and it's just of him with an angry face. Yeah. I'm coming around to it. You are taking me away from your opinion by sending me this. <laughs> Wait, let me send you one more thing. This is so bad for podcasting. Why are we showing each other <laughs> We're pictures? We're just looking at pictures of Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Um, well, people can Google this if they go to msn.com slash en dash us slash tv slash news slash werewolf dash by dash night dash writer <laughs> okay. dash and dash and producer dash on dash weather dash the dash monstrous dash hero dash could dash still dash be dash created dash practically dash in dash future dash mcu dash project slash ar dash aa 13 kz iv I would like to apologize to the audience. <laughs> Do you think anyone's going to look that up? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll at least be, they'll know what it is. Um, all right. You sending me another one? Or are you just going to see, I'm trying to entertain the people and you're just, you're doing your old computer stuff. No, that's fair. I was, I'm looking at pictures of, of like the original Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they should have done this either. Because this looks a little goofy, but if you just make this look a little bit more sinister, I think it'd be really good. It's I'm having trouble finding like a good reference image. Maybe the thing you're looking for doesn't exist, and Marvel did a pretty good job. Have you considered that? Mm, seems unlikely. <laughs> I think they should have done. They should have read my mind and done it that way. What do you? What is the best rendition of a werewolf on screen that you know of? That looks terrible. This okay, looks no, really not bad. the very the top one. Is, not oh, the okay. very top one. The uh, black the one and white below one. it. Yeah, which again, I don't know. He, still looks a little yeah. rough, but he looks more like a yeah. werewolf than a hairy man. Like they well, they did some other face stuff. They added some prosthetics to it, and imagine this same thing except for made more sinister with pro prosthetics that we have today to make it a little bit more you know believable in movement maybe the actor has something in his contract that he has to have his face shown and won't wear a mask 
well, they could have gotten a different actor. <laughs> yeah, uh, that doesn't seem likely, but I guess it's possible. I don't know. This None of these images you've sent me are really compelling, and now you've kind of persuaded me to think that Marvel did the best job with the hand they were dealt, and I like it more. <laughs> well, the, in an unprecedented move, Marvel <laughs> or no, uh, no, it doesn't, ended up saying that Marvel does not suck. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess to go over the beats quickly, just to make sure we covered everything. Um, there's a guy there, the whole bunch of people in like this weird museum. And there's like this red gem. That is the only thing in color throughout, which I really liked. Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, had kind of an infinity stone look. Um, and they're all talking about, yeah, that was one of my this... problems is these kind of infinity stone. Like, and it's, if it's a, if it's like a prequel where this is just tracking where it was earlier, like what's well, the deal? It's not an infinity stone. Yeah. Well, so then my problem is so that it's you're a little saying lazy. It should have looked, that it's just like, Oh, we're, we're another crystal. Okay. Well, they did another crystal. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel loves their crystals. Um, they did change Shang Chi, uh, the rings were not supposed to be bracelets. Originally, they were hand rings, like Lord of the Rings style. And the studio was like, we're not doing that because we just had a guy with a glove and stones in it. So we're going to make them bracelets. Well, that was that's good because they also just they added some flair to his combat and stuff, like they them did. being the size they were. So I, th- I definitely think that was a change for the better. Mm-hmm. Smart decision. Um, so... They're all talking. Is BB Glazer leading this thing? Yeah, she's okay. Yeah, she's, she's like a hey, she's the widow monster. Of, um, yes, that's right. Uh, the museum looks pretty cool. It definitely looks like a monster movie from back in the day. Um, and they go into this maze, which the maze looks really cool. I love mazes. I don't know if that's come up on the podcast before, but I am a maze nut. I did a corn maze last weekend. That sounds... My friend was just telling me he did a cord maze last weekend. We could have been in the same maze and in different parts and never seen each other. Also, That's, I don't know this friend, so... <laughs> you don't. Uh, that would be very interesting if he was. If you were in uh, Orange County, Virginia, you might have been in the maze. Mm, I don't think this maze covered that many states. So it's probably but a different maze. you never went through all of it, so you can't say for sure. Yeah. Um... I like this. So anyway, I like the look of this. Uh, and then it turns out the Wolfman himself is like trying to save Man Thing, who is the person they are hunting inside this maze. Well, okay. And Man Thing, they spared yeah. no expense regarding his CGI. Like, he clearly doesn't. They don't try to make him look practical in, at all. Yeah, that would be hard to do. But, but I think that's good. I think, like, yeah. if you keep the grounding of the cinematography and then just pretend like this is a creature that you're, that just exists. And so it's not prosthetics, but then they don't seem to do that with the werewolf man. Sure. So I just, I find that kind of dissonant. I think they Uh, should have just made him look good with CGI. I, I, yeah, I thought he looked fine. The only thing like when I just think on camera, and this is my original point that you have talked me away from because (laughs) I think compared to the things you sent me, I think he, the costume looks pretty good. But when I first saw it on screen, I was like, this... I'm always thinking about what would he look like if he showed up in Ant-Man and the Wasp or something like that. And like, I agree, would, bad. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a good look. And I'm sure they will change it to cater to those movies um, a little bit. It's like not, not anything too crazy. But it was also... 
just the lighting and everything because it's black and white so they got to light it differently which makes it look different um yeah i think uh, man thing looked good because i get yeah the cgi is good uh yeah i'm still not against werewolf by night looking like that until if they put him in the same costume in moon Knight season two or something then i'll be like all right this is not good but that won't happen because marvel never makes bad content um, <laughs> ever uh i can't wait for you to go through like seven law tests and then watch age of ultron and realize maybe i was wrong about this movie <laughs> big smash airship fall <laughs> Sokovia destroyed. <laughs> um, so they, uh, Werewolf by Night is helping the guy, helping Man Thing, and then he gets found out by his other people who he helps murder. And then he's put in a cage and he's like, You won't like me when I'm angry. I'm basically the Hulk, but I'm also kind of a wolf guy. Um, and then he breaks out of the cage when he turns into a wolf man and kills his captors. And the girl makes it out. The girl who's helping him makes it out, I believe. Or were they trapped in the cage together? I think they were. Both yeah, they're both in the captive. cage. And then she, okay. you know, he recognizes her, which I think that yes. was cool. Like that kind of, again, that's kind of Hulk like where, yes. you know, it pierces the mind of the beast. Yes. A lot of Hulk crossover here. Um, and if the Hulk was in it, would have gotten more points. Um, so, yeah, that, and then he kills everyone. B.B. Glazer dies too, right? Like, she's gone, and it ends with them escaping, just the Man-Thing and Werewolf by Night escaping into the wilderness together. Um, and Kevin Feige has said it takes place in a part of the MCU that will become very important in future projects. So I imagine, like, Blade is going to show yeah. up and, you know, start hanging out with man thing and stuff like that. Now blade was the uh, connection that I assumed would be made or maybe yeah. that like in the Eternals sword guy, John Snow, yeah, Dane Whitman, John Snow, uh, Dane Whitman. Yeah. The black Knight. Yeah. So he would fit right in with these people. Um, let's go. This, that'd be good if they started doing like a October releases, these kind of Halloweeny. They are doing well. They're going to start doing the special presentations more, which is the biggest thumbs up from this that it gets from me. Uh, for this uh, is that everyone loved it, and Marvel will do a million of these special presentations now, mm -hmm. and I love that because um, there's so many characters that don't need a movie, don't necessarily need a TV show. Uh, this is the way to do it. Just give them an hour and theme it to whatever holiday you're celebrating. Yeah, um, really, really smart. Uh, so. Yeah, I think we both gave it four. We got to go we both enjoyed it. to She-Hulk now. Let's go to She-Hulk. Um, oh, we're only in an hour. We're doing great. We can, we can still go on for two more hours. <laughs> Maybe 30 minutes. Uh, so She-Hulk, um, which I will add to the spreadsheet right now. Uh, let's start with episode seven, which Daredevil is teased in episode five, I believe. Correct. Because uh, his mask is at the dress shop, right, the, the yeah. suit shop. Um, and he does not show up till episode eight, which is a huge tease for a Daredevil nerd like myself. But I mean, it really pays off. But once he's in, boy, he's very does in. It. Oh, boy, is he. He's in. Um, so seven, seven, I'm like, because six and six was like, uh, might have been my least favorite. 
Uh, or no, five was my least favorite. I didn't mind six. Six was basically that was the wedding one, I believe. Yeah. Um, yes, that is the wedding. Um, I like. I mean, it's just bridesmaids with a She-Hulk in it. So, so let's um, let's do a refresher because again, I haven't seen these and okay. A little bit, so, so episode so. episode seven, uh, the end of episode six is she gets um, she sleeps with uh, Josh or whatever his name she met at the wedding, mm-hmm. and he's clearly like a shitty dude, like. It just seems a bit, I don't know. Yeah. At all from the beginning, I was never trusting Josh. Like I always was like, there's something up with this guy. Like clearly he's, he's got an ulterior motive. Um, but she's like, no, this is going to work out. I think. Uh, and then, uh, they sleep together and he ghosts her. And episode seven is dealing with like the text anxiety. Yeah. Um, which I loved. I wrote a book that is very similar, <laughs> that it's similarly themed. They, I, um, I thought this was pretty good. Like the chemistry between these knockoff superheroes. Yes. Was, was so fun. Yeah. It was, it was solid. And it also, um, I don't know though. I did have a feeling while watching it. I, I was worried. It's like, Oh, I hope these guys don't screw her over. And they yeah. really don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, but I was, in episode nine, I was very concerned, like, because I, I had that anxiety while watching it, because I was like, oh, cool, just some, finally, some chill characters that aren't, like, backstabbing her or something, and yes. then I was like, during episode nine, when you get to that rally, I was so worried they were going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, because also, Emil Blonsky is, like, the face of this support group, yes. like, that's such a menacing face to trust. But anyway, they are fine, and they do have good chemistry, and then, so then, what happens in episode eight? Um, well, don't you want to, uh, there's nothing else in episode seven you want to talk about? Well, I kind of like, want to get the pieces out and then we'll talk about, I don't know, like how we feel about them, but I, okay. I guess what, I what do you really, what do you think about episode seven that I didn't touch on? Just my favorite moment. Well, it's just her talking about the text and you think that she just sent this one text the whole time and then she's just playing it cool. I really just love, love the opening montage of her just like staring at her phone and going through her weekend, but she can't really do anything else because she's worried about this text and stuff. Uh, that was very realistic to me. Yeah. And then it is revealed during the session that is, she is trying to like, I don't want to talk. I've just been in that place where you don't have like signal and you're just like, Oh, what if this person is trying to text me? Like, I don't give a fuck about anything that is happening right now, <laughs> even though like they're clearly like trying to help you with your problem yeah. that you are dealing with. Uh, and the people around, yeah, the people around you are trying to help you and you're just like, I only care about this one thing and I don't want help. Uh, I think they nailed that feeling. Uh, and then she reluctantly does goes into the circle and she shares a bit. Uh, and then she's like, Oh, I also sent this other message (laughs) and it was something very like, uh, I don't know, face palmy. Um, and they're just like, oh, they all like let out a groan. She's like, what? What was wrong with it? Um, that also felt pretty real. Um, so that's my take of episode seven. Was I really liked? It. I I agree with everything that you said. Uh, I guess we can go. Did you on feel any and... of that anxiety that they were trapping her there on purpose? Because she had no signal, and then they like kind of crashed her car, and it felt like oh, they that's... could be deliberately. See? And that's that's a very good point. I never thought of that because the whole time I'm just like, I want Josh to text her back. Like, why won't he text her back? Like, because, yeah, again, you don't care about anything. It kind of felt like uh, similar to, do you remember the South Park with the Okama Game Sphere? 
back in the, is it's it like, where it's he goes into the future accidentally no 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 that's the Wii. Oh, okay the Wii. then no <laughs> the okama game sphere it's these kids they get the brand new it's like a playstation knockoff um and they play it for the whole weekend and they love it and it's the best thing ever then they go to school they come home and it's gone and someone has taken it and they go on this crazy adventure and all they want to do is play the video game but they're like living in a video game yeah. like they're going through a volcano to get the thing uh and they're doing stuff that is way cooler than actually just playing a video game but then they get to the boss at the end who's taken it and it's like here's my reasons for taking it and the conspiracy it goes all the way to the top and they're like we don't care we just want to play the video game <laughs> That's what this felt like to me. So that is funny that you bring up that anxiety, which is a totally realistic thing that could happen. Them just trapping this poor girl in the middle of nowhere with no signal. Well, and especially because um, it was all men. Like, again, like that's been a theme in this show is like yeah. these recurring negative kind of male influences. You know, we've already they've already teased, teased the intelligentsia stuff. So I kind of figured yes. that would happen. And now she's at a retreat with Emil Blonsky, who's kind of a cult yes. leader and it's only yes. men. And she's kind of yep. trapped there with no cell phone reception. I'm like, uh Oh, very menacing. And then turns out nah, they're, they're fine. Emil's kind of still a shit, but the rest of them weren't implicated when we get to episode. Yeah, nine. I'm still, and we'll talk about nine. Cause I guess we got a, uh, we'll, we'll tie it. Yeah. But together. let's go through eight. Um, now. I think let's go through eight. All right. So, Here's what I want to happen. I really need to pee because I've been downing this water because I have a cold. Um, I want you to talk about all your favorite Daredevil stuff. Or you go through eight, and then I'm just going to say uh, when I get back in 45 seconds uh, what I think about it. Okay. All right. So begin your rant. I will be back momentarily. All right. Just the students. The teacher is gone. <laughs> Uh, so Daredevil's fine. Like he, I, I don't think there's really that much great to say. So he's blind and he kicks butt. Neat. He's a lawyer. Eh, that's kind of boring. Anyone can be a lawyer. Anyway, in summation, that is what I feel about, uh, Daredevil. Pretty cool. Kind of boring. Nice helmet. So, that's not nothing. Uh, Daredevil. One time, I watched the beginning of season three of Daredevil, and he smashed someone's head on a spike. And people think that's I cool, so... <laughs> hey Just in time. Hey! So I assume you had nothing but nice things to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, great, great, great. Now, why don't you tell me everything you just said? <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> um, all right, so episode eight, I'm watching it, and immediately Daredevil's in it in the courtroom scene, right? Yeah. Like he shows up. I don't want to discuss anything you've already mentioned. Um, I didn't do really any good. plot synopsis. I just talked about my feelings of Daredevil in general. Okay, well, you could have been talking about your squid video game for all I know. <laughs> um. So this episode is my favorite MCU Disney Plus episode bar not related to WandaVision or Loki. Okay. This is the best thing. This is the best. Um, and I even like it more than I like some episodes of WandaVision and Loki. This is a top 10 MCU Disney Plus episode for me. Uh, there were a whole bunch of people concerned about bringing Daredevil into the MCU because his show is so... Dark and Brooding, the Netflix show, um, which is the thing you don't like about it. 
Um, but I think they did a very good job of still making him who he is as a character and tying him into the universe very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what happens so they, in this one? Like I'm trying to. They, there is the frog they go guy, to court right? together. So the there's the ribbit guy, the frog man. Um, and there's that really cool, funny sequence at the beginning where he's uh, he's like taking videos of him like fighting crime and then the crime guys are just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Which is pretty entertaining. Uh, he uses jet fuel in his boots, his rocket boots. Um, and Jen is, it, he his suit explodes, his suit backfires. So he sues Jen's suit maker uh, and Jen defends him in court and he turns out to be a complete idiot. Uh, and Jen was wrong and now she doesn't get any suits made for her at the time. Um, and Matt Murdock himself shows up to court and, uh, uh, is the defender of the suit maker who also makes Matt Murdock suits, um, which is very fun. So they meet at a bar, they hang out a bit, and then they have a showdown on top of a garage where the Frogman is doing stuff again. Um, and then the Frogman kidnaps, uh, the suit maker. Um, and they have a showdown on the roof or of the garage and it is revealed, uh, Jen figures out that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Uh, and then they go free the guy. There's a really, really great Daredevil fight sequence in a hallway, which is his patented thing since the show. Um, and he's just kicking ass with his batons and everything. Really, really great. Loved it. Uh, yeah, it was okay. and it was amazing. It was the best. It was so, so good. <laughs> Um, and then they, uh, bone at the end and, uh, daredevil does the walk of shame in his suit, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, what is, do you have anything else to say about this episode other than now that I've covered the beats? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought their chemistry was solid. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Chemistry. I, I, I think this one was very much just like kind of like a little miniature, marvel movie thing like there was a yes there's this idiot guy then he does Mm. this stupid thing so then they have to team up first they fight but then they become friends like it's like it it very much is just like a very tiny little marvel movie squeezed that formula uh it's so great and it works every time i mean i didn't i wasn't uh uh i enjoyed watching it it wasn't like you know meaty but it was good. Okay. But also, um, like, compared well, to some of where this show had been, I agree that yeah. this is, like, among, uh, like, the high points of it. Like, Yeah. I think this is the peak of the show. You'll probably say something like episode nine, which is such a Jordan I, Yeah, I'd probably well, say we, either seven or nine. Oh, interesting. Just because that, that one also just Seven's has interesting bottle episode energy, and I like a bottle episode. Yeah, it is a very good bottle episode, especially for like making me wait for Daredevil for so long. Mm-hmm. Seven was, I was surprised I enjoyed Seven. That so where much do you think um, Bruce Banner would have been in here if they had not put him at the beginning? Because wasn't he supposed to come in at the end? Yeah, I think he was supposed to be around episode eight. Okay. Eight or nine. Or so do you think, think Daredevil would have it. happened then she would have gone and seen him? Or would she have seen him right before? Oh, maybe it would have been right after she, the award ceremony. That would have been an interesting yeah. time for her to visit him. No, but she has to have yes. done that. Well, I don't know. Anyway. I think they were. it was towards the end. And I I thought the same thing when I watched this. Uh, 
because it's such a good you have to do it to to get through the audience's head like the general consensus of like the vocal minority on the internet does not like this show and they were not going to give it a chance unless you put Bruce Banner Hulk in the first episode um and i love the whole idea of Tony Stark and Bruce Banner hanging out on an island together who wouldn't love that what what kind of uh you know Super intelligentsia people wouldn't enjoy. But that. this is the part we didn't talk about with eight yet. Is the award scene at the end? Yes, and, and the she's award. like, wait, that why is, is crucial? I loved the thing where she's like, why is this episode not ended? Seems like it should be that's, done. That's part nine. Oh, oh no, you're right. It's no, part you're eight. Because right. because yeah. that that sets up that conflict that she's been hacked and all that yes. stuff. Um, which yes. I I thought that was all good and also. You know, it was kind of, she never, so we talked early on, like that I wanted her to get some comeuppance about that, how confident she was. Yeah. And I thought that was it. This like, is the basically the payoff. Eight. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. Hulk rage did overwhelm, yes. him, overwhelm yes. her briefly. Yes, um, for sure. I guess. And I liked that a lot because it did tie, yeah. Yeah, it tied into what you were saying earlier. So, um, so that's all solid. And then, and then she was also very cocky too. Like mm-hmm. that was her. Well, and Bruce is like, hey, it's hard being a Hulk. She's like, no, it's not. But yes, I think this totally tied up her arc very well. And then you have episode nine, which completely goes off the the rails of Marvel reality. Yeah, it's funny because episode eight, like we just talked about, they kind of give you a little bit of Marvel formula. And then episode nine, they're like, we could we could do what we did at the end of WandaVision. We could go full yeah. Marvel, fight lasers in the sky, you know, that kind of thing. God, I and then, love the and then, WandaVision. It's so and good. And then they're like, but that's not what this show is. Yeah. And they pull so, it back a little bit. Do you want to talk about Nine? Yeah, yeah, we, go through. You said, okay. So I woke up at 4 a.m. I had like a killer stomach ache for some reason. Um, and You're just I falling like, to well, pieces over there. You're sick now. You had well, a stomach this ache was, then. This was weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I woke up and I had work at like nine or sometime early. And I was like, well, I was going to wake up at eight and watch this, but I'm already awake now. So I might as well watch it. It's out. Um, And I watched it and I, it was, it's a weird, like my brain really wanted to see it, but at the same time I'm half asleep Mm -hmm. because I've only gotten four hours of sleep. Um, Yeah. I bet they were freaking your bean when, when she stepped out of Disney plus. It was so strange. Like, it was a very strange state of mind to watch this episode. But I remember watching it and... Do you remember Too you Many know, Cooks? Me. Yeah. I, I feel like it's similar for people that were watching Adult Swim, probably stoned oh, that, as Adult Swim people would be. And they're just like, as what is are. this? And it's like, wow, this is going on. I feel like waking <laughs> up at 4 a.m., turning on Disney yeah. Plus and then watching She-Hulk break out of Disney Plus has kind of got that energy to it. Just like Similar vibe. Yeah for sure um so but before that they're setting up the big fight which is josh is the head of intelligentsia or no not josh it's the 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 shitty dude that she dated yeah right he's the head and he just he sucked from the from the get and they and they were going to do a mirror matchup and then, yes. and then they're like, no, we're not going to do a mere matchup between. Well, and then Hulk and Abomination are also going to have a rematch because yeah. Hulk shows up. And the whole time they're with my four hours of sleep brain. And also, you know me, I love the Incredible Hulk. I think it's a very solid movie. Yeah. I was like, I love everything that's <laughs> happening right now. And then they're like, nope. And then she breaks the fourth wall, comes out of the Disney Plus menu. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I am so lost. <laughs> I... 
I have no idea, um, and I just can't comprehend what's going on. And then they find the Kevin robot, which is very clever. Mm-hmm. She goes to the writer's room. Uh, she's, like, the first character to break the fourth wall, aside from Deadpool, obviously. Um, I think they did it very well. Again, I'm kind of wondering... I do think this was better for the show, and I think you definitely loved it better. But that whole time, I was just like, God, I wish I got to watch Hulk and Abomination fight again. That would have been so cool. What is the fan reaction been to this? Because I could see some people being like, oh, this is breaking the universe. It's weird. So people just hated it, and they weren't watching it. And then Daredevil showed up, and they're like, I guess we got to watch this now. Uh, And on Letterboxd, it had a 2.6, which is very low. That is Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Um, and then since the finale aired, it has gone up to a 2.9 because people are actually watching it and I think enjoying it. There's still a large handful of people who watched the twerking episode or saw the twerking meme on the internet and gave it half a star. Mm -hmm. That's a very abundant thing. Like on Letterboxd, much as, uh, one of your biggest pet peeves is someone who thinks the aggregate rating should be this. So they rate it differently than what they think to make adjust the aggregate rating. Uh, That is one of my big pet peeves when it comes to Marvel specifically. So letterbox, when you rate something half a star, the only things with stuff that's like half, like Morbius, like bad (laughs) content has half a star human centipede. Morbius probably has higher than human centipede, but it's just people. It uh, probably shouldn't. (laughs) The fact that there's 5,000 half stars means that a lot of these people did not watch the show. Yeah. Like there's no way 5,000 people committed to nine episodes. Nah, the worst is when you it see it's like a half star rating. And it's like, I actually think it should be two out of five, but it was too yes. high. So I did a half star. Yes. That is what, that is your pet peeve. Yeah. I know that about <laughs> you. Um, so I think with them committing to this ending, that is the best move they could have done. And they st- committed to a quirky show they did not conform at all because everyone's like, why are you making a woman be the Hulk <laughs> basically <laughs> the entire time? And they're like, well, she's going to be Hulk. She's going to be her. She's going to be it's, We're going to do our own thing with the show. We are going full creative control. Uh, and they stuck with it. They at no point catered to the vocal minority that was be- being very loud on the Internet. Um, they even made fun of those people to which those people are like, we're just going to go watch suicide squad 2016. Jared Leto Joker's the best. Uh, and you know, those people aren't, aren't real people. They're, they're just robot men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, why don't you talk about you breaking your reaction to them breaking the fourth wall? Yeah. No, I thought it was just like pleasant. And I, um, I like to be, like um, the different units of Marvel stuff to kind of have internal logic to them. I don't really okay. care that much about like the MCU logic, I guess. So like I I, I don't know if if this has been something that people were complaining about. Like, how is her breaking the fourth wall going to work when she's in other stuff or whatever? Um, and I I just don't care about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, like when she shows up to uh, whatever. Um, when she shows up to Kang Dynasty, like, obviously they're not gonna uh, be like, oh, Kang can't hurt us because we break the fourth wall, kind of. Yeah. Um, but I bet, I, I mean, that. surely she's, 
when she features in a bigger thing, she's going to look at the camera at some point oh, and just do like a little sure. wink. It's like, I'm not going to step way. out the entire, like, you know, big, but it's like, I still know yeah. about cameras. Same with Deadpool, because he's going to do the same exact thing. And then I imagine they're both going to meet in the fourth wall at some point. Yeah. Just be like, hey, how, how did we do this? Yeah. Um, which would be fun. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed... I, I overall, I think it's good. Um, my ranking. Oh, I didn't. I guess I have to finish the ranking. Um, She-Hulk is right behind Falcon Winter Soldier and right before Black Panther. Um, so I am going to give it. I gave Black Panther a five. Falcon Winter Soldier five point two five. Actually, those have changed. I'm just going to give this a five. I think I'm going to give this a. Four. Four? As good as Werewolf by Night. That's a little better. Maybe 4.25. Put a little I mean, Ant-Man in there. Put a tiny Ant-Man. Um, all right, you give it Just because that middle slump was still bad. Like, I... I As a, as yeah, a whole, it's... It. But it, those episodes still exist. If you were to rewatch the series, you'd still have to watch those episodes. <laughs> true, true. I, I think... I, I think if one third of your show is going to be bad, I can't in good faith give you like a four and a half or five. If you it, that, I, don't, I mean, three episodes, uh, the highs of the show are really, really good. Yeah. But, but the lows and then the lows are just kind of boring. They're not like bad, but boring is bad. Uh, I could I mean, be entertained. Like I, I, I give high ratings to stuff that is consistently good is my goal. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. But, I mean, on top of... I guess 4.25 is pretty reasonable for you. Oh, wow. You gave Iron Man 2 a 1. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I just rewatched Incredible Hulk uh, because it came up in my rewatch cycle. Really good after, like, She-Hulk. Like, uh, I like that they're bringing back all these characters. And it's fun to see, like, young Emil Blonsky, yeah. like, doing stuff. Uh, that This made that movie better. Couldn't have made it um, worse. Um <laughs> You gave that a point five. Uh, yeah. That is low. Just one Bruce Banner sitting <laughs> alone thinking Bruce about Banner. his actions. Who are your other four Avengers at the table? So it's Ant-Man. It's Jen Walters. What's her name? Jennifer Walters. Okay. Just making sure. For some reason, Jen, that sounded like a uh, Jessica Walters. Who's like a news anchor lady is, or something. Yeah, no, that's uh, the mother in Arrested Development. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll put Jen Walters there. I, I guess she could be her own new fraction if we wanted one. Oh, do we? That's or she could just point. be another half. Why would we ever need two halves? We wouldn't. That's just a whole. Uh, what fraction could she be? That's so strange. But I love having the the idea of having another. I mean, she fraction. could be a tenth. So, point one. That would be weird. The wasp should. Yeah, be a yeah. Tenth. She's got. Wait, is the wasp a new fraction? The wasp was a new fraction. The wasp was a third. Remember. You're right. Okay, so Big Ant-Man is two? Small Ant-Man's right? a quarter. Normal Ant-Man... I don't know if we've, we've ever used normal we, Did Ant-Man. we not do Big Ant-Man? <laughs> I don't think so. Because oh, we, we don't have trouble getting more people at the table. It's, it's all about two, granular yeah, right. stuff. But Jen would okay. have to be like the same as Bruce Banner, half. So Jen... So it doesn't make sense to make her less than yeah, half. That's, that would be weird. 
if she's 10%. I think we just have an alternate half now. We don't, because it used to be that every half was Bruce Banner. Now it can be right. Bruce Banner. So now he can, he can get a break, yeah. and now it can be Jen Walters when, when he needs a break. And I can do this where I have Ant-Man, Bruce Banner, and Jen Walters at the table, and I still have three more people to go. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, and for those people, I'm going to do Lady Thor. Three more people? Yeah. At the table? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw that. Sorry. I thought you said four. Lady Thor. Okay. Uh, one of the Eternals. And I'll keep it a secret which one. <laughs> which one? <laughs> no, it's a secret. Uh, and then... Can you name all the Eternals right I now? I could not name one Eternal right now. <laughs> you Gilgamesh. should watch that before Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, hey. There you go. Uh, that's on rewatch. That's probably the best rewatch I've And had. then Moon Knight. Uh Hey, your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, that's my table. Show you definitely finished. Um, okay, my table is... Ti- oh, I gave it five. Um, so I'll do Hulk. Uh, I guess we'll do uh, Ant-Man. Big Ant-Man. Well, I guess regular Ant-Man, because Big Ant-Man could be two. Yeah. Do we want to commit to Big Ant-Man's two? Sure. <laughs> All right, Big Ant-Man's two. <laughs> I wanted something, some something to come out of this. What if Big Game Man uh, right. six? He's so big that he's just a perfect movie. So you can only use him very rarely. Oh, but I if like Quantum Mania pays off, if Quantum Mania turns out to be great, you can use your Big Ant Man. I can't imagine that that would be a. Six. What if he's five? That so that way you still crazy. have a little bit of wiggle room. That would be very convenient for what I'm trying to do with my score, and then it could just be him at the table. So why don't we say okay, that? He's five. He's five. <laughs> he's five. <laughs> Big Ant Man is five. Weirdly, in our our system of rating out of six, there's one option that is a full five. I'm actually right now going to write a conversion chart up here to oh, uh, to explain uh, what all these people are, just in case we forget yeah. ever. Right off our ranking sheet that we share. Uh, and then someone needs um, to go through historically and see who we've put at the table for every movie. I know. Any any fans, <laughs> if you typed in the website that I told you about earlier, you are hired. <laughs> like, the, the commitment to this show, like no other. Uh, yeah, you are hired to go through and I bet there's, talk about I bet there's someone that I never put at a table. Or several characters, really, but... Yeah, there's so many. But... Like, even some of the early ones. Like, I bet there's, like, a weird one that I just somehow have never done. Like, Black Widow sure. somehow has never been at the table. I bet she's been at I the table. I bet she has, too. But I'm saying, I'm just using her as an example. Sure, Gamora, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it would be someone, yeah, who came up later on. Because in the first few movies, there's only the same six people yeah. that you can put there. And then we made, like, random people fill the space uh, <laughs> who weren't actually Avengers. But, you know, this is very... Inside baseball, the fans love this. Um, well, I guess that wraps it up, unless you want to watch the Ant-Man trailer. Nah, let's save that for another time. <laughs> All right, an entire episode on the Ant-Man trailer, coming to you tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I guess that Oh, I uh, will be doing Ranksgiving in the near future, and we also have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. How's, uh, how's your schedule looking for that week? When does that come out? Great. That comes out October, the second week in October. So this that is October. will be the 11th. Sorry, November. November 11th. <laughs> Ooh. That is... I, will be wa- I will be watching it Tuesday at midnight. Well, we will see. Um, 
So if you want to talk about that, like, say you watch it at Thursday at midnight, you come home uh, 3 a.m., we record one, and then it's out Friday morning. Fans would love that. Uh, and maybe there's a section, second option, but let's pencil that one in. I'm, I'm excited to see how that gets panned out in terms yeah. of my schedule. Uh, at some point, we will be releasing a Black Panther episode and a Ranksgiving episode. Look forward and to then, it. Stay tuned. I've been Jordan Peoples. Marvel has sucked. I have been Cade Weiberg, and She-Hulk is really, really good, and Marvel doesn't suck. Play us out. The Who... The wind? Eminence front. Eminence front. Eminence front.